welcome to the Ordinary Day podcast. My name is Diane. My name is Pete. I don't... What? <laughs> oh, I'm supposed to have a thing. Uh, the Burger Turner. Nice. Uh, something burger, to do with food. Burger Turner Pete. Yeah. There you go. Very good. So you've semi-introduced what our main topic of the day is going to be. Yeah, I thought we would uh, spend the topic sort of talking about food, um, but we're not going to just do like a general food talk. Let's like thing, let's talk about things that we like. Let's talk about things we don't like. Maybe get into some of our cultural backgrounds and uh, maybe some stuff that you've been experimenting with recently. Mm-hmm. Sounds delicious. Yes. So get out some healthy snacks and have a listen to this episode. But before we do that, let's talk about what's new with us for this week. Excellent. Uh, well, we were just chatting about how we had a party last weekend. Yeah, that was really cool, actually. Um, I forget exactly how it happened. I believe it was your mother's and your brother's birthday were close to each other. Yes. And your mom has been not feeling very well. And I guess the thought was, why, why is mom throwing a party for herself when she's already sick, too? Pretty much, yeah. So what did you do, Diane? Well, I uh, basically invited our uh, close family friends that we usually celebrate our birthdays with, and I decided to invite them over to our place for some food and good company. Yeah, so a little uh, a little background. We live in a one-bedroom apartment. Mm-hmm. It's not very large, and uh, we're basically inviting 12 guests to our place. Uh, we have a small table. We own four chairs. The table expands. The it table has, has two leaves. leaves that can yep. expand, but it is sort of to give you a bit of a a background of this sounds like a fun idea. Let's make it happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess we did. We did. We uh, had some help from folks who brought in, you know, some extra things for dinner and things like wine that we don't drink very often nope. that other people do and uh, some extra chairs. And yep. uh, this group is very very informal, very fun. They're not too worried about details, like using the right fork and stuff. Yeah, I guess so. I think I think more than anything, we are informal. Mm-hmm. And when we throw a party and it comes across informal, I think people adapt to our groove. Because ah. the same thing happened for our wedding. And it was like, this is just the way it's going to be, guys. You deal with it and enjoy yourselves or mm-hmm. whatever, like leave. But everyone had a great time at our wedding. I think because it was just so like laid back and just informal and fun. Mm -hmm. Like that's sort of the common thing that uh, we were getting a response to. And much like the wedding, this is how I felt our little party went last week where we just sort of set up, all right, this is how we're going to do it. And you guys are going to roll with it. And -hmm. and people did. I think we kind of exert ourselves in a way that people go, oh, okay. That's good. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they had a great time. I would say so. Everyone had a great time. Yeah, we had, uh, I guess, a dedicated seating area at the extended table, mm-hmm. which you assume the adults would all go around. And then we had uh, a seating area with the sofa and a couple of their armchairs where you thought the younger adults would hang out. And then the absolute opposite happened. Yeah, it was a mix. Yeah. At both locations. Yeah. I guess I just saw it like based on numbers. Like we had kind of six of the adult parent age group people and six, five to six of the um, 
our age group people. And I thought we would just kind of divide up mm-hmm. like that. But not so. It was mixed. So I liked it. We all kind of integrated and chatted with everyone. And, yeah. yeah, actually, yeah. There's a lot of conversations. I did speak with everybody. The only comment I heard throughout the evening that was maybe pejorative was your dad saying, oh, I guess this is like a buffet, huh? <laughs> but but otherwise, yeah, everything was fine. That's how we always eat. It's just like things are all in the center of the table. Grab yeah. and go. Oh, no, I, I just I blew it off my shoulder. It's not a big deal. But I, I thought that was funny that the only one I heard any kind of a comment one was from your dad who doesn't tend to make comments about anything. I don't even think he made it as a, as a negative at all. I think right. It's just kind of like, Oh, so this, I understand. Is, this is how we're doing it. This is the procedure. Excellent. Yeah. Out loud instruction giving. Yeah. Or understanding. Absolutely. I, I wouldn't take it negatively at all. No, I didn't. That's what I was trying to say is that's the closest thing to a comment I got mm. from the evening. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but it was really fun. I had a great time, and it also gave us an excuse to clean up our apartment. Man, was, and it's brilliantly clean. Yeah, it looks great. <laughs> Wonderful. So, also, t- uh, this weekend was the uh, home opening weekend for the Toronto Rush Professional Ultimate Frisbee Team. Mm-hmm. So, I was, there were two games this weekend. I was at both of them. Uh, yesterday was great weather, uh, sunny, maybe a little cool, like 10 degrees. Uh, but great turnout, a really good game too. The Toronto Rush ended up winning by one point. Uh, so that was a really close game. Basically every point mattered uh, mm-hmm. towards the end there. Uh, so it was a lot of fun. Uh, today it was a little rainy and drizzly, uh, but I brought a towel to sit on and it was kind of just misting, not really raining during the game. And it was Star Wars themed day. For some reason they're doing themed days I guess to try and uh Okay, so what does that what does that mean? What does that mean by Star Wars theme day? Is that for the audience to dress up or it's for the audience to dress up, I guess. Uh so there was a couple of little kids in Star Wars costumes. Oh, okay. And they tried to make the uh halftime show and the little pauses uh Star Wars themed as much as they could. So there was Star Wars trivia, which it was not trivia, it was like general knowledge. Like okay, so you knew the answers. I knew the answers. I'm not a huge Star Wars fan, but I knew the answers. It was, what's the name of Han Solo's ship? Oh, wow. That was one question. And it was multiple choice, too. So there was like A, B, Millennium Falcon, C, the other two options were ridiculous. The Limbus 2000. <laughs> yeah, uh, pretty much. Um, <laughs> the other one was, what is the... See, I don't know how to even describe this without giving it away. What is the power that governs the galaxy? Oh, nice. Something. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, one the magic, threes. two. <laughs> the twos. Yeah. The ones. Yeah. Or four. The fours. Yeah. Pretty much. That's pretty good. Um, so that was fun. And then uh, to determine the quote unquote fan of the game, so mm-hmm. people that would win a prize pack, they had them come up and imitate Star Wars characters. Oh, neat. Yeah. Except the one girl had never seen Star Wars ever in her life. And the other girl, she did a good um, C-3PO. Okay. And I think she would go first. And I think the other girl would just copy her. Because the next one she was supposed to imitate was Chewbacca. And she had like shoulder length hair. So she took it out of uh, the elastic, took out her ponytail and had her hair kind of cover her face. I'm like, oh, "Oh, this is going to be good. And then she proceeded to sound like an Ewok. She went all like high pitch, weird sounds. Oh, really? Yep. And then, of course, the other girl just copied her 
and we're like, that's not how that's Chewbacca it. sounds. <laughs> Did the whole audience start booing? Because that would have been awesome. No, there was no booing. We we're all just like, yay! Because obviously the other girl had no idea. This what one had doing. half an idea. Uh, so you know, close. Wow. Okay. But yeah, it was fine. So there's supposed to be multiple theme days. Do you know what the next one will be? The next one is supposed to be dress up as if you were in high school. So for that's weird. Yeah. So for like a 40 year old person, uh, that's you're supposed to dress up like the 80s. I, guess? I see. I see. Yeah. I. So what? Uh, what do the fans at our high schoolers do? I don't know. I guess dress normally. There was a lot of high schoolers there yesterday. Yeah. They were all talking about prom. And oh I was boy. like, oh, prom. You were 10 years ago. <laughs> was prom a big deal for you? Because it wasn't a big deal for me. I don't think I even went to any of my proms. I was... Did you have multiple proms? Well, I mean, uh, <laughs> I mean, I was dating girls younger than me, so I never went to their proms either. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um... I, it was, it was a, a minor big deal. Like I didn't get too into it, but someone of our friends group organized for a limo and we got together ahead of time and took some pictures and I had a dress. My mom made my dress. So, I mean, there was like a dress and a limo, but, but was it a big deal? Like, was it like you're counting down the days and it's like, oh my goodness, it's prom. It's the most important, whatever. Like, it sounds like you just hung out with your friends and it was just another cool thing to do. It was kind of like do. a hangout. Yeah. Kind of like, hangout. I mean, it was a nice day, and I remember I stayed home from school, and Dad made me breakfast. I felt kind of special for a day, mm. um, but it wasn't like the end of the world. Yeah, I feel like movies like American Pie are kind of making it a glorified, um, important event. It was for just a really fun time youth. with my buddies, and just you know, fun dance. And we weren't there was an after party, so I feel like at a certain point in the evening. 70% of the people left to go to this after party and my friends and I were there and we had just so much room on the dance floor and it was great. So you went to the after party? No, no, no. The, oh. We stayed at the hotel where there was dinner and a dance. Uh, Everyone else went to a boat. On the boat. Yeah. All right. There's yeah. a song about that, but we won't sing it. <laughs> no cuckoo clocks lined up. All right. That's pretty good for the week. That was a good week. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there were a couple more items and we were going to write them down because we forgot them last time, but I forget them now too. So maybe next time. <laughs> uh, let's get into our topic. We're going to talk about food. Excellent. What kind of food do we like to start? I'm a big fan of pasta. Like no. any kind of pasta. No, spaghetti. No, 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 no. This is a good story. Yeah. This is a good story because how did this happen? Was it people at your lab are asking what's your favorite food diane and you're like i don't know i guess it's like pasta and Mm -hmm. like why it was some kind of like weird metaphor for how you like sex or something right right. and it was what's your favorite food and i said oh spaghetti and they said why do you like it and i said because you can put cheese on it melt cheese on it melt cheese on it that's supposed to be your like sexual preference for wild (laughs) fantasy i don't know so Um, that began that, and now it's our running joke of, oh, my favorite food is spaghetti because I can melt cheese on it. Yeah, but didn't you just disco- discover that essentially all foods that you can melt cheese on were your favorite foods, essentially? I just really like cheese, I think. Yeah, so it's not <laughs> that you like pasta, it's just you like cheese. I just like cheese. Yeah. I like dairy foods. Yeah. It would be a terrible day if I ever found out I was lactose intolerant. Yeah, well, is that going to change? Uh, no, sometimes you can, can you develop? develop food yeah. sensitivities. Um, lactose? But yeah, and I am of 
um, Asian background genetic makeup. Is that common? uh, Yes. Hmm. A little bit. Yeah. But getting up to, you know, I've lived my whole life drinking milk and eating cheese and yogurt and ice cream. So I feel like my body's like, this is okay. This is... uh but this we'll is see. Part of my lifeblood now. Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say my favorite food is probably sushi, and I'm mm. gonna go with that because, uh, much like your uh, description of melt cheese on it, I think mm. foods that I enjoy are ones that are in nice bite bite size portions mm. that are not messy, mm-hmm. and uh, that you can dip in things. Those are like my favorite things, mm. and uh, sushi meets all of those criteria. It's also um, a little salty. You and like yes, your salty food. I like salty too. foods more than sweets. And uh, what was I going to say? Oh, it's an also it's also one of those foods that uh, it's uh, it's good to go out to have because it's not one mm. of those things that are easy to do at the house. So it kind of makes it more special as well. Oh, nice! Because it's I mean people do make homemade sushi. I never yep. really tried it myself. I've been to places where other people have done it, and it's not as good. Um, so it's one of those special things where it's like, yeah, this is a special meal and it's one worth going out for, mm-hmm. like going out to a restaurant and having, uh, nachos and, uh, macaroni and cheese. It seems like a bit of a cop out to me cause I can do that just fine at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that would, that would be my favorite. I would say. Mm, that's good. This is going to make us want to eat so many different foods, right? Well, we just had dinner, so I think we're good. <laughs> we can counteract by talking about what we don't like. So this is interesting because for my entire life, I have not liked tomatoes, fresh tomatoes. Oh, yeah. Um, I just, I can eat tomato sauce. I can eat ketchup. I can eat roasted tomatoes. Um, but kind of a plain tomato and a salad or even just like the smell of them when I was cutting them, I was always a bit turned off of them. Mm. Um, and then recently I've been making a lot of recipes with like roasted tomatoes and they've been really good, but they're roasted and they're seasoned and baked. So it's a different taste. But then I had a salad at your mom and dad's and it had little cherry tomatoes in it. And instead of picking them out, I'm like, Oh, you know what? I'll just eat them. She's got this good dressing and I kind of just ate it. And I'm like, huh, these aren't so bad. And then the other, this past week, we had bruschetta. Mm-hmm. And you were like, why'd you order bruschetta? And I'm like, well, it was for the you table. You don't like tomatoes. Why did you get bruschetta? Yeah, it's for the table. It's an easy thing to pick up and share. I thought we would just do it. And if I didn't really like it, then whatever. Yep. Um, but I was eating it. And I was like, this is delicious. And bruschetta is essentially tomatoes on a piece of bread. Yeah. So I'm really starting to wonder what's going on with my brain. melted cheese on it. Yes, and it had goat cheese. And it was mm. so good. Actually, yeah, the bruschetta was the best part of that meal. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe the beer second. <laughs> but uh, not much for the main course. Uh, yeah. So I'm not sure what's going on with my taste buds. I often wondered about that. I mean, I've known you a long time now, almost a decade already. We're getting our mm-hmm. ways up there. Um, and I always remembered, yeah, you said you didn't like tomatoes. But mm-hmm. then that did confuse me because it's like, you love my pasta sauce, right? So it's like a bit but crushed. But that's like and a it's cooked, a, stewed tomato. No, no, no. Let me finish. Okay. And then it's like uh, sometimes there'll be, yeah, smushed tomatoes in a cooked thing that you'll still be cool with. It's like, is it just raw? Mm-hmm. So yeah, this recent mm-hmm. discovery, I'm wondering, I'm wondering if your taste has changed. That's interesting though. It it's, happens. 
I know it does, but usually like I kind of condition myself a little bit and have a little bit at a time and gradually, you know, modify my taste. This was like, I'm pretty sure I don't like tomatoes for a long time. And, oh, let's just try one. That's not as gross as I remember it being. (laughs) Weird. I'll have to try watermelon next because that's also one that I... mm, Kind of makes me gag. Yeah, didn't you have this cool theory for a while? Was it Lipton? Oh, lycopene. Lycopene. Oh, I was going into last week's episode there. Lycopene. In uh, red. Found in red vegetables and fruits. And does beets have it too? Oh, maybe. you hate beets too. (laughs) I don't like the taste of beets either. Ah. Oh, man. There's a food you don't like. I might have to try a beet salad. (laughs) So weird. (laughs) All right. So foods I don't like. I had a bunch of ideas about this and I have already forgotten them. But let me let me let me think for a sec. Uh I would say generally I am not a fan of most uh I guess Indian foods or Korean foods that have like a peanut sauce. Mhm. Those really are not not my cup of tea. That's that's like uh I don't know, it's one of those things where combining stuff doesn't doesn't work. Mhm. At least I don't know. That's my opinion. Of course, everyone's going to have their own favorite things. But uh, when you put like a raw peanut sauce on a on a salad or something, I don't know. It's like having nuts and gum together to me. It's like these two things don't <laughs> don't belong. I'll enjoy nuts. I mean, peanut butter is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I enjoy gum, but not at the same time. Interesting. I got to say I enjoy the odd good peanut sauce. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I know. Gross. You like shudder. <laughs> yeah. I think we'll go with that. Cool. Uh, so we next wanted to discuss cultural backgrounds and food. Would you like to go first? Shh. No. I have to think about it. <laughs> I think there's another food that I don't like. Oh, okay. I'll throw another one out there. I love salads. Uh-huh. They tend to be nice and... Like a little bit salty, garlicky with the sauce. Uh-huh. I don't like when they put fruit in the salad. Oh, yeah. You don't like fruit in your like, salads. That's yeah. like putting a sweet into a salty again. And that's just the same thing I was just mentioning before. I, I usually pick it off and just have mm-hmm. it later. Yeah. I also don't really like dessert. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm a weird person. So be it. Tell me about your cultural background and some foods. Uh, well, my main example of this was rice because my dad's Japanese and we would eat rice with every meal and it was the sticky rice it was made in a rice cooker we had to have it every meal we had to have it on Thanksgiving major holidays there was always rice even if turkey and mashed potatoes was a thing we'd always have to have turkey mashed potatoes and rice that's funny there was always rice my dad would basically starch yeah a lot of starch um, my dad, growing up, he would kind of put, um, what are those, Chef Boyardee? He would throw it on top of rice, and that's how he would eat it. Um, a lot of, you know, stews. Most people, I don't know, if they just eat stew by itself. We eat stew on top of rice. Interesting. Yeah, there's always rice. Yeah, and the other interesting one that, uh, I don't, I don't know, I know my opinion on this, and let's not get into a fight on it, but I know one of your comfort foods is one that your dad always made, which was hamburger and cabbage, and that was that yeah. served on rice too, right? Yep. And that's like, that's just like, 
three things that I never would have thought would go together. I know. And it's so, well, I don't know. I think it's so good. I don't know. Well, it's probably, that's nostalgia, right? And that's, uh, that's something that's interesting. And there's probably a lot of foods that are like comfort foods from what my mom would make. I think my mom's a great cook. Mm-hmm. And, uh, she is. I look forward to any time we go to have a dinner with her, which you go about once a month. Um, culturally, I've never really identified myself as, I guess, whatever way back backgrounds mm-hmm. uh, would be associated with my family's background. Um, I always, I remember always having troubles with this in school where I was like, well, what's your background? I'm like, well, I'm from Canada. Mm-hmm. Aren't you? It's like, no, no. I mean, like you're like, what's your, was your dad born? I was like, in Canada. Okay. Where's your grandpa born? It was like, oh, I don't know. Uh, Some place called Estonia. But and there that, are certain foods from like, these countries that you enjoy. Yeah. And then it's like, what's Estonia? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so the only thing I know about Estonian culture, which I really did love, is my grandmother always used to make us uh, canned jams, like in those mason jars. And mm-hmm. she would grab all the fruits from her garden in St. Catharines and like do the full process. I don't know what it is, cutting up, adding the sugar, mm-hmm. smushing and sticking them into the cans, refrigerating them. And she would label them with the Estonian name uh-huh. for the fruit. And so that became a bit of a fun guessing game because it's like, well, this is red. Mm-hmm. It could be raspberry. It could be strawberry. It could be, I don't know, something else. Mm-hmm. Dragon fruit. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, but it would often be strawberry, but it was labeled M-A-A-S-I-K, Masik. Mm. So that's one of the only Estonian w- words I learned, which means, I guess, strawberry. Mm-hmm. Masik. Delicious. It's kind of funny because uh, uh, at one period, me and my two brothers were, I believe, playing or jamming uh, during the Strawberry Festival in Stouffville. Yeah, and wow. we came up with a song and we ca- wanted to call it like Strawberry Jam or something. So we called it Masik. Nice. Because it was like a pun. Uh-huh. So we named the song Masik because it's based on a jam. Yummy. Get the pun? Yes, we're jamming because you're jamming. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There so. also um, so there's a tradition, a Dutch tradition. Yes, uh, which is the other half of your family. Um, uh, uh, it's called. It's the one near Christmas. Oh, uh, Sinterklaas. Sinterklaas. Yeah. Yes, and there's this thing where they just throw gingerbread cookies <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder. I see, but this is the thing: is I don't know if this is actually culturally part of that or just something that my crazy but they're family from, does. Like you buy those packages of cookies; they're Dutch stores, they're yeah. made in the in the Netherlands. Okay. They're from Dutch stores. But they would like yeah, throw them at you, stick yeah. them in your shoes and stuff. <laughs> like it's like all right, and let's these eat them. Cookies and they're so good; they're they are really tasty. addictive. Those are very delicious. Um, so there's just fun little traditions like that that involve food that are yeah. kind of neat to continue or be a part of. Yeah, those are good. Mm-hmm. Those are very good. <laughs> so next we want to move on to uh, experimenting with new food. Yeah, so some new recipes. I know we may have talked about this recently, but or at least in one of our episodes, but we, we signed up for probably a number of years now for a recipe bag, which gets us organic vegetables, generally locally grown from Ontario, but sometimes off season comes Mm -hmm. from like California and stuff, but it's all like Mm -hmm. organic and good stuff. Right. Um, so we've been getting a lot of vegetables that way, which has been fantastic. Yes. 
We eat lots more vegetables now. And sometimes these vegetables will come with a little recipe on ways to use vegetables in interesting ways, especially when you get weird vegetables too, which happens a lot. Yes. Yeah. So I started off the bag just kind of getting a random bag of vegetables and I would get all assortments of things. Uh, And then I switched because they started doing this program where you could get bags that were basically, we're going to give you three recipes and we're going to give you everything that you need to make these recipes. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it introduced us to a lot of different new recipes um, and provided all the ingredients so we didn't have any weird leftover vegetables anymore. Uh, So we've kind of found some really good recipes through that. Yeah. Uh, And a lot of them are vegetarian. I'm trying to think of some of the weird vegetables we got before this recipe thing that I we remember would... like a pound of artichokes I yeah got a pound of artichokes and i'm like what do i do with a pound of artichokes yeah and you cook some of them and then it's like you still have so much more yeah and it's like we're just gonna put this in everything every yes. single day celeriac was another one Cel- which one was that uh it basically smells like celery it looks like celery root it's a round oh. ball and it smells like celery yeah that and thing... i wasn't sure what to do with yeah. it yeah yeah there was a lot of things we were getting mm-hmm. it's like well we can put this on display because yes. it looks like a flower. Or kind of cut it up small bits into a salad and eat it when we didn't really know what it was, but yeah. it kind of tasted okay. Yeah. You were getting a lot of weird stuff. Sometimes so, we got beets, too. We got beets. Whoops. But you would eat those, so yeah, they're that's all right. not too bad. I like beets. And I eventually got a compost bin, so if we didn't eat anything, I just composted it. Good use of food. Mm-hmm. Not. So what are some cool recipes we've tried? We've done some really different things. Yes. Which I've actually enjoyed some and not enjoyed others. Agreed. Um, I think two of my favorites that come off the top of my head, one is a pesto pasta. Oh, yeah. That's made with roasted cherry tomatoes, a pesto sauce, chickpeas, Mm -hmm. and you can throw in like some arugula or spinach in it too. And you just make this big pot of pasta and it's really good and it's vegetarian. You get all the protein from the chickpeas, throw a little cheese on top. Yeah, melt some cheese. Yep, and it's delicious. You know, it's funny. I didn't even think about the fact that that was a vegetarian meal. It really, it's very filling. Yep. You get that same meaty, Mm -hmm. good feeling. Yep. I love it because I put a little Frank's hot sauce on there. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's it's rocking. It's a good one. I recommend that one for sure. Mm -hmm. What's that weird one we had this week? That I would have never considered making. Was it the lentils? Yeah, with the lentils and the Indian spice. Yeah, so that's a uh, sweet potato lentil dal. It's called Mm -hmm. dal, Mm -hmm. D-A-H-L. And it was a recipe that was in the recipe bag. But then I was just at the one of a kind show and someone was selling uh, Indian spice blends. Mm -hmm. So I picked some up because I feel like part of the reason why maybe we don't enjoy Indian food is because we just have this onslaught of flavor or spice that's just a bit too much for our palates. Yeah, maybe. So if I, I bought the spice myself, so I usually put half the amount in that the recipe calls for, and that seems to give it a really good flavor that we it's enjoy. In, it's incredibly flavorful. It's delicious. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that one too. Um, yeah, and that one was good, and it's um, lentils. So there, there's your protein. It's vegetarian too. Yeah. Um, lentils... Some onion, some sweet potato. It's supposed to have uh, some tomato, uh, but I didn't have one. Um, and it's really good. And you uh, eat it with like a piece of non bread or a piece of bread. Yeah, I didn't even it's need good. the bread. It nope. was tasty on its own. It's good. So it's funny. Uh, 
I would never consider myself a vegetarian no, or anything no, like that. So we're not like trying to pro pro message of, of like don't eat meat. Mm-hmm. Meat meat is our friends. I mean, I love animals too, but uh there are actually some cool options. Vegetal mm-hmm. vegetable only. Um we should promote the company. Who who are we going through? Yes, they're called Fresh City Farms. Fresh City Farms, okay. And it's freshcityfarms.ca. It's becoming a, a really big market. Mm-hmm. I've seen uh, posters for multiple other ones. There's like mm-hmm. a Blue Apron one now. There's oh, a, I've never heard of that one. There's Mama's something. There's Mama Earth. Mama yeah. Earth. Yeah. Yeah, there's quite a few companies. Um, we're with Fresh City Farms, and I... I like it a lot. They're uh, great. The people have been really nice. Yeah, their they customer service is fantastic. Good website, actually. Mm-hmm. You can like order your food in advance. Mm-hmm. Like, you can just choose it all through the website. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm cool with giving those guys a plug for sure. Definitely. Can you remember any recipes that we got from them that were a total fail? Huh. Most of them I've tried to like erase from my brain. <laughs> um, I think I've forgotten, too. There's been a few... Let me think. There's been a few with something called tempeh. Okay. And tempeh, I'm not quite sure what it is exactly. It's vegetarian. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like comes like a brick. And it's like a little bit firmer than tofu. Oh. And you're supposed to marinate it and cook it. Yeah. And I think every recipe we've tried with that has not been as good. Yeah. Okay. No, I was going to say, because I thought there was one that had some kind of a tofu something. Yeah. But it seemed thicker and chewier yeah and i think i just maybe not cooking it quite well or something yeah i'm not sure because i have made a recipe that uh noodle bowl that i made with like cabbage that had tofu in it and it was great and it was delicious i actually enjoy tofu i mean again sushi miso whatever Mm -hmm. big fan yeah so we've had that um trying to think see i try to like block them out i think we blocked them out and i try to never make them again (laughs) (laughs) because they didn't work out the first time but yeah yeah things like that i think generally i would say i'm not a super picky eater Mm -hmm. um sort of as i revealed last week eating food is just kind of a chore that's getting in the way of everything else (laughs) in my life so i'm glad that you've taken apart taken it to uh make it your personal hobby to start making healthy foods for us Mm -hmm. You know, making it nice and available. So it's like if it's there and it's in front of me, then great, I'll eat it. And Mm -hmm. that's generally good with me. But yeah, there are a couple misses, I guess. But a few. But sorry, Tempe. Mm -hmm. No good. Mushroom melts. Those were good. Yeah, I enjoy the mushroom melts. I do. Yeah, that was a hit. That was like one of the first ones we got. So it was good. Yummy. Mm -hmm. Getting hungry yet? Gonna have some ice cream after this? Maybe. Maybe a little snack. I'm surprised you didn't call that your favorite food. I can't melt cheese on ice cream. That would melt the ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. That is very true. So we're at, uh, we're kind of, we're kind of pretty good. Do you, do you want to wrap it up for the week or? I think so. That's, that's my food, my food plug. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, check out Fresh City Farms. Uh, you can mm. check out Field Processor. There are uh, music providers for the opening and ending part of our podcast. Definitely. And if you have any questions or comments or topic ideas, we can be reached at ordinarydaypodcast at gmail.com. Absolutely. And you can also uh, listen to our episodes and find out you know, more information at our website, ordinarydayca Yes. 
Yes, we put up a. I put up your book last week. Oh, excellent! The art and Bart. Yeah, ordinaryday.ca/slash/artandbart.pdf. Oh, excellent! Yeah, check out those amazing PowerPoint graphics. <laughs> but I think that's very. Uh, that's everything for mm-hmm. this time. Mm-hmm. So until next time, take, take one, one more, more for the road. road.